We can keep talking about George Lucas now. Hello and welcome <laughs> to Breakout, episode number 24. Uh, my name is Marty Saliva and I'm joined by Nick Calendra and Casey Wosu. Hey, fellas. Hey. Morning. How's it going? It's <laughs> Wednesday, January 12th. Uh, George Lucas, I'm going to get to uh, why I was talking about you right before we went live. Uh, but yeah, we have a really great show for you today. We uh, are going to talk about some of the stuff we've been playing and, and watching. Uh, Nick's been playing more switchy games. Uh, I started Attack on Titan. And let me tell you, I think that show's going places. Oh, I think I think it has a chance. Call of Duty thing. I think it has a chance. I did see the Call of Duty thing. And it looks very bad. Yep, they I also don't know who Batman is. He's not in any of the first 15 episodes. I don't know who he is. Um... We're going to talk a little oh, bit about uh, Awesome Games Done Quick, which is the uh, uh, annual speedrunning thing that I've been watching and is wonderful. Uh, but then our main topic, as you can see by the headline and the art, is going to be uh, uh, the not-so-recent trend of nostalgia baiting. And and uh, the both in terms of movies and TV and, and games and just pop culture as a whole sort of uh, preying on our younger emotions and, and how we feel about that, uh, positives of it, negatives of it. Also, if anyone knows the name of the Pokemon that was in the art here, he's that weird white guy. He's got like a long neck. He's got some purple on him. I thought his name was Drugia, but I typed that in and it's not. That's not a real Pokemon, so yeah, I don't think anything is called Drugia. Yeah, I definitely I caught I, I do think it is Lugia, but like a mega evolution, but I also could be wrong. Cause I Pal- don't Pal- follow Pokemon. Pal- oh, we got a bunch of them. Palkia. Okay, Palkia, Palkia. is very close to Drugia. The Pokemon that doesn't <laughs> exist. That, yes. It is Palkia. Uh, is there a black Palkia? Oh, there's a blue one. That's the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, great. That one okay. is called well, Drugia. Okay, we can call it. Uh, we can call it Dave. We found out who the bug one is. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, how, how are you guys? How how are you guys doing, Nick? You you might be sick again. <laughs> yeah, I might. I might. Yes, I might be sick again. I think I'm gonna go get a COVID test later, so we'll find out. But yeah, that's not good. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I'm doing okay. Just uh, I've been playing some Torchlight Three this week. Maybe that's why you got sick because you're I, playing fucking PC games. Like I, a weirdo. You know, it could be. It could be. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I just, you know, been kind of testing out a bunch of different games, playing some random stuff. Uh, my girlfriend and I actually started playing uh, Chikori. I didn't realize you could oh, play nice. that game cooperatively. I don't think they. Did I didn't they, either. Did, uh, is oh, it like a second? Uh, no, I haven't actually played the game yet. Oh. I own it on Switch, oh. but I haven't, I haven't played it. I thought is this it, uh, was a game that you would have played already, Mr. Indie Guy. Uh, I know I'm I'm as surprised as all of us. <laughs> trust me. I, I, I only like indie games. Marty hasn't played. Only when, only when games are nice and cute, which is this game. So I don't know how I haven't played a nice and cute game. So is it uh, is the second player? Like, well, I guess first off, uh, please describe the game for folks who might not know what it is. Uh, <clears throat> get to explain it the right way. I guess it's, it's Zelda like in a way. Like that's kind of mm-hmm. how it plays. Um but the big mechanic is that you can that you paint in the world, and there's all those different mechanics that come with painting. So uh, you can use a paintbrush. To like if you paint a tree the right color, it can bounce you, it can throw you. Uh, there's like glowy areas. Like we're not that far into it. Like we're only in the second chapter of eight. I think there's eight chapters in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the the mechanics are pretty fun. And, I, and like I said, I didn't. I don't even. I don't know if they marketed that you could play cooperatively very well, but. Um, so basically, as the first player, I control the character and I get my own paintbrush. And then the second player controls the paintbrush. 
mm. and just the paintbrush, so they don't get to control the character themselves. But so kind of like Mario Galaxy, the co-op mode, where like the second player is like a, uh, an icon on the screen that can like futz with enemies and collect collectibles. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, so like you know, with the puzzle mechanics, like she can she can go and paint the trees to throw me to the next area kind of thing and just kind of nice. keep the momentum going. It actually makes the game go really quick because, you know, if she's doing the puzzles for you, then I just have to, you know, move in that direction and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, no, it's been a really fun experience, and she's an artist herself, so it's a, you know, she's having she's having a good time with it. Also, it's kind of funny because, like, there's a lot of sections where, uh, like, they'll ask you to draw a store sign, and just knowing my sense of humor, I can guarantee you already know what we're drawing on those things. Is it like a, a, a pangus? Is it like the head of that Pokemon? Yeah. Poke, poking oh, out yeah. of the arc? Lots, lots of dicks everywhere. <laughs> Chicory, what a world. That poor old yeah, we, we, All we, over. We got a big laugh out of like, you get to design a t-shirt early on. Yeah. And then we thought we were designing it for the store and then it put it on us and we're like, ah. Are you just wearing a penis t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> So. Uh, yeah, this game, uh, this is one of those indies that came out like in the back half of last year, uh, ended up getting uh, like a lot of folks loved it. Reviews are really high. Um, yeah, just uh, <laughs> sort of slipped on my radar. I know it's published by Finji, who mm-hmm. who've, are slowly becoming like a really interesting uh, indie publisher, sort of. Um, if, if Devolver tends to gear towards like hardcore and weird games, fin- uh, uh, Finji it almost does like, cu- I guess, cuter games um, like they did Night in the Woods and, and Wilmot's warehouse which is just a crazy puzzle game so they're publishing tunic too right uh i think they are publishing tunic that's right yeah Yeah. which is also a cute and hardcore game so there you go yeah i I wouldn't say chikori is hardcore it's it's pretty easy but it's a nice it's a nice laid back experience and like i said surprisingly you play co-op and it's a really fun co-op experience it reminds me you know it has nothing to do with it it takes two but it just reminds me that that type of game where you know the, the mechanics are really fun to play with your friend Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it's not just you know like an arpg where you co-op together and you're doing the same thing like you can actually work together kind of thing yeah yeah that's awesome i'm uh, uh I, I i picked it up on switch um early i think a couple months ago when it was on uh when it, well it came to switch i think just late last year and mm-hmm. then uh, i picked it up then so yeah i need to go to it uh, and apparently they said it's from the creators of uh wander song and celeste so i don't think like the exact creator of Celeste, but I think like folks who worked on Celeste yeah. worked on this game as well. So there you go. Probably less are hardcore the, than Celeste. <laughs> are the less creators hardcore. of Celeste not a team? Were they like kind of just a collection of like random indies? Well, I know it was um, uh, uh, the, the the person who the, the lead on Celeste was Maddie Thorson, who uh, was the lead on Towerfall. If you guys remember that game, that was like the I was associated as the only Ouya yeah, game that, that was that good. Ouya exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> and eventually came to other places. <laughs> Um, but I think it's like other folks who worked on it. I think in the indie space too, like a lot of, I, I know a lot of teams where like a, a four person team will be working on a game, but then like after they ship, uh, they'll go off and sort of do side projects before coming back together and working on whatever the next game is. Um, which is kind of a cool freedom to, you know, be yeah, able to, to, me. to be able to do that. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, I don't know. That's always something that we bemoan in AAA games where people seem like they're shackled to these massive projects one after another and not allowed to sort of do incubation games, which I think it's really cool. The, uh, the one example of a team that's not doing that is inside of obsidian, uh, <clears throat> Josh Sawyer, who I believe was like the lead on fallout new Vegas, I want to say, uh, but it's just like really, uh, 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 
you know, well-regarded as kind of like a, a visionary creator is uh, supposedly doing a very small game inside of, of Obsidian that people were comparing to uh, the f- uh, Forgotten... What's that game called? Forgotten City? Forgotten yeah. City, yeah. Forgotten City, sort of like a detective, uh, uh, a dialogue-based I thought, game. I thought, it was, so, I thought they were comparing it to Disco Elysium. Um, Maybe Disco Elysium. Yeah, I don't, I don't think the game's been actually announced yet. So, no. um, But uh, yeah, it's a cool... Uh, I, I think it's cool that... Uh, you know, while Obsidian is working on stuff like Avowed and uh, um, Outer Worlds 2, I always get Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds 2, um, you know, they, they allow a team to sort of, a small team to work on the side on, on something else, which I think is really neat. Um, I was also looking, because Josh Sawyer, he did such a, like, one of the best dunk tweets the other day on the... Uh, so did you guys read the story about the the uh, the guy from Lincoln Park? Yeah, the missed. NFT stuff. No. Yeah, so the guy from Lincoln Park this. tweeted out <clears throat> about how all gamers like should be excited for NFTs <laughs> because it's the future where you can build a character and play them in Call of Duty and then take them over to Valorant and then take them over to Minecraft. And they're like, everyone's like, you don't know how any of this works. Yep. Uh, and God, I'm looking for the... Uh, the Josh Sawyer goof was so good on it, and I'm, I'm looking for it now. Vamp, vamp while I, while I find this. Well, while he's doing that, Casey, what uh, are you been playing? Yeah, um, I, I really only been playing one new thing, uh, and you guys might have saw me playing it uh, yesterday for Hidden Gems. I was checking out that fighting game, Them's Fighting Herds, which that a lot of folks weird. liken to My Little Pony, and for good reason. <laughs> yeah, that game the game was a My Little Pony it. fan project. But uh, it, it turns out, you know, you can't use a license that you don't own. So they got a cease and desist. <laughs> uh, but the creator of those characters, Lauren Faust, apparently donated a bunch of new designs to that team. And then they built a whole story and world around those new characters. And they finished their fighting game. And it is an amazingly deep 2D fighter. Like, like it's, it's really fun. It's really flashy. Uh, the character designs and art is all really good looking. Um, and they... The thing that I like the most is how everything outside of the actual fighting serves the purpose of teaching you how to get good at the fighting. Because that's always like a big thing in like 2D fighters. Like you'll get folks who live, eat and breathe 2D fighters and will destroy you like as soon as you get in the arena. And that happened to me yesterday as as well. (laughs) But but like the idea that um, you could ever get to that level seems so far when folks are like just juggling you endlessly. Like you literally don't get a chance to press a button oftentimes. But the this game, like its story mode has little, it's basically like a big pixel art RPG. Like you walk around an overworld, you like talk to other characters, you go through little puzzles, but then you get into enemy encounters where you do the 2D fighting. And the single player fighting are AI opponents doing specific things that train you how to react when a real person does that to you in a fight. Like uh, you're fighting like these wolf enemies and like one will only attack you low. So unless you learn how to block while crouching, that thing's going to wreck you. And then there's one that'll only attack you in the air. So unless you learn how to do anti-airs or uh, block overheads or whatnot, like it's going to wreck you. So like it's just slowly training you. And like as you progress through the story, like the challenges get harder. They start mixing things together. And like you really just learn the fundamentals and you can take all that skill online and actually have a lot of fun. So like I, I was I was really surprised at how deep and intricate it is despite having such a cute veneer on top like of these little like horses and 
ponies and dragons and stuff. Uh, but the the other big thing that um, a, f- a couple folks were pointing out while we were playing is the the attention to detail with the music in that game is like truly spectacular. Like every single character has their own theme song. And since every character is from like a certain region, that's also kind of representative of like a real world location, like say China or like the Midwest, um, they have like certain musical cues associated with their themes. And when you play with a certain character and are winning on a background stage, you'll hear the themes and like the musical notes that are attributed to that character start to take over the background theme. And then, like, there's a fight between the music based on the two characters that are fighting each other. So, like, if one side is winning, then the music changes to match them and vice versa. Interesting. So, like, yeah, lots of little interesting. Like, even the the character select has, like, a, a, a background song. But when you're hovering over a particular character, that background song changes to add the flourishes associated with the region that that character is from. Yeah. So, like, that, like, stuff like that just really, like, gets me real excited to, like, spend more time in a game. And, like, I'm... I, I I think I might I think I might be playing some more of them fighting herds honestly because yeah. the game like it it has a lot going for it and I think more people should be looking at it and paying attention to it I think the the, the art style puts a bunch of people off because it is very childish looking mm-hmm. but I mean it doesn't mean it's, it's it's bad looking it's good looking it's a good looking game yeah that uh that music thing you were talking about is like one of my favorite subtle touches in games like it's been a thing mm-hmm. like every so often a game will do that like. Uh, I think the first one I remember was it was Escape from Monkey Island 2, the old LucasArts game. And it was uh, 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 an island theme. And wherever you'd go on the island, that theme would sort of adapt to that. And it's the same thing. Yeah, because like if that. you played that, the overworld, it's it's a single song. But whenever you approach a new level, it'll be the spooky version of that song or the ice version of that song or the pirate version. So yeah, yeah. I wish, I wish more. Yeah, uh, I, I love that theming. I wish more yeah. multiplayer games would do that. Like when you're playing Battlefield or, or Halo or whatever, like epic music would come in when things are picking up in the scene and everything. Yeah, like ad- adaptive music. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought about too <laughs> of, uh, uh, God, I remember, uh, well, someone was working on a game and uh, uh, this game never came out, but uh, the idea was to have a soundtrack that. Uh, your accomplishments in the game would add flourishes and instruments and elements to to the hero theme. And so by the end of the game, your hero theme would be different than someone else's. Hmm. And so like we'd be able to like share our ultimately our hero's theme song at the end. And it would be all three of ours would be different based on what we did in the game and how we handled situations and (laughs) choices we made along the way, which I thought was like a really cool idea. But kind of that's cool sounded impossible to implement yeah hmm. so that never actually ended up happening no it never ended up happening i'm also I, that also might have been totally a thing that was just on like a whiteboard for the game and like never was <laughs> even like like tried to be implemented because they went to a musician and they were like that's not how music works <laughs> there was one music game when i started uh games coverage that i i started i never finished it maybe i'll go back to it at some point maybe 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 it'd be a good game for hidden gems but it's called like fract osc and it's like a musical adventure platforming game mm-hmm. in first person. And like the the world and everything changes around you with the music and everything. It's really weird. You have to go look it up on Steam. It sounds it's in our, it's in our, it's, yeah, it's in our account. Yeah. There was uh, that Sony indie uh, sound shapes that came out like uh, I remember that about yeah. 10 years ago now on PS3 and Vita. And uh, that was sort of like a little puzzle platformer. But you would create the music in each level as you go and. It, each set of levels had like a different composer and a completely different uh, tone and theme. And like Beck did a series of levels and and different video game composers and stuff. So 
Yeah, it was, was also cool. the, the just shapes and beats game that was pretty popular for a while. Uh, yeah, and there, I believe, uh, I just read they just announced their new game that's coming oh, out uh, on Valentine's Day that looks like a, a Castlevania 2 like, hmm. like a retro sort of uh, side scrolling Castlevania like, so which I'm a big fan of, so good for that. Well, Marty, what have you been playing? Uh, I've over the weekend, uh, or in the last few days, I got really into my Horizon Zero Dawn replay, <laughs> um. To the point where, like, a, like uh, on Sunday, I think I, I dropped, like, four hours in a row on it and, like, had no idea where the time went. And I was really into the loop, and I got to Meridian and, and started unlocking the full map, and I was kind of digging the story and everything. And then I got to a certain part where I'm doing the cauldrons, which uh, in, in Horizon Zero Dawn, those are, like, the... Uh, almost like the Assassin's Creed or Tomb Raider, like tomb kind of things where there's like platforming puzzles and, and encounters, but it's all like sort of underground in these like sci-fi labyrinths. Yeah. Um, and I got to one that uh, it was really long to get into and had a crazy uh, 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 sort of like boss rush at the end of it where you had to fight like a bunch of the cultists and then a bunch of robos came in and then you had to escape the cauldron. And uh, right on my way out of the cauldron, I jumped into a thing that I just thought was a platform, but it was like a bottomless pit that looked like a platform. Yeah. And it restarted me all the way back to the beginning of the cauldron. Uh, and then I shut the game off and I literally, I'm not sure if I'm ever going to go back to it. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those things where I'm like, all right, well, you didn't respect me there. And this is, this is yeah, really. That's wild. <laughs> that's totally insane like, that it would start you over. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was like a bug or, or something, but. Uh, like you missed a yeah. That, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If I miss it, if, yeah, things are optional. Uh, they are optional, but they're uh, important one for the story and two for um, when you complete a cauldron. It allows you to override a new set of the the robots in the world. Like override allows you to you uh, know, okay uh, turn them over to your side or ride them if they're right. mounts. Um, and so you kind of want to 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 really be able to explore the full range of the combat. You want to be able to do all the cauldrons so that you can by the end of it like. Oh, there's this crazy fire breathing snail thing. I can override it and then he'll go and breathe fire on all these other fools or the, <laughs> the ice birds. Um, and so, yeah, that happened. And I was like, at that point, I was like, yeah, maybe I'm just going to watch a story recap at this point. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see. I am still very excited for uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West in, in a few weeks. And uh, man, Horizon Zero Dawn still looks incredible. Stunning. Yeah. Like a, just a impeccable looking game. For, yeah. For five years old. Um, really great. It's um, even better so on PC. Nick, yeah, but then uh, you play a bunch of PC games and then you get COVID. So what? Yeah. <laughs> what's gonna happen there? So wait, you were play, you didn't really go into Torchlight. Were you were you digging Torchlight? Uh, it's kind of like a fun turn your brain off game and just you know, uh, I don't know. I guess it was a nice change of pace. It's, it's lighthearted environments and you know the combat's good enough for an ARPG. Uh, but I'm definitely hitting the wall where like it feels ver it's getting to start or starting to feel very repetitive because uh, every boss area is like the same curvy path and you warp to a boss and then it's the same fight. So, you know, I, I think I'll finish it just to add it to my list of completed games this year. Like I'm far enough in now that I might as well go go through it and finish it. And uh, I was streaming it on my personal Twitch channel for a couple hours, but. Yeah, I'm working on that now, and then after that, I think I want to try War Tales, which is an early access from Shiro Games. And it's like an open-world uh, RPG uh, with, with turn-based combat. So that's all I know about it right now. I haven't started it. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me for Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Casey, you've also you reviewed Monster Hunter Rise for a PC, mm -hmm. right? 
Oh, that is true. I did do that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I haven't been able to talk about the PC version much, uh, but uh, like that game is really good. Like it's just <laughs> like the the core of it, like the stuff that I fell in love with from World, uh, they transferred over into this and made it work for the Switch. But this is literally kind of just the Switch version <laughs> transplant picked up and planted down on PC. Like it does look better uh, because you know it's higher. Uh, they have higher res textures. Uh, but it's kind of still sitting on the same, not blocky, but just switch-like model. So, like, you can see all the same kind of curves or the same straight lines where there should be curves, I should say, on the character models. It's just the the actual texture looks a little cleaner. Mm. And then because you have a higher resolution, uh, at least I did. I was playing on a 4K TV, and it does support 4K. Um, it, it looks a lot crisper. But in comparison to the Switch, especially if you're in handheld mode, which I've been playing a lot of for Monster Hunter Rise, you cannot really tell the difference. Like it's 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 not worth getting the PC version for if you already are playing it and enjoying it on Switch. Like you put hundreds of hours in a Monster Hunter, don't just get the PC version because you think it looks that much better. Like I I, I wouldn't just I wouldn't think that's a justified purchase. I would imagine your your save doesn't transfer over, right? No, yeah, and they they had a notice come out about that specifically because I guess people were wondering if you could do that, but there's no cross save, no cross that, play. No, that's at not all. happening. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so other than that, like, it's great, like play there if you have no other choice. Um, but if you do have the choice, I would also say play there cause it does look better than the switch version, but then you can't take it around unless you got a steam deck. So I don't know. It's really up steam in the deck. air. Like whatever fits you find out how to play that game. The, uh, that there's, the, what's the DLC coming out for that soon? Or like oh, sun yeah, breaker. Sun- Sunbreaker, yeah, is that coming to PC too? Do you know? Yeah, it is. yeah, that, those, that's coming that day and date co- to PC as well. Okay, okay, that's nice. So at this point, like, there's parity between the two. It's not like Switch is going to get right. a PC. Yeah, and, and all the stuff. updates and newer monsters that they have added over that time period, that gap between the Switch and this release, is all there on day one yeah. on PC. So it, it's, it's almost the like exact a game of the year game. version or whatever, like right. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, cool. Yeah, but just don't go in expecting, you know, like ray tracing hdr that kind of right like it does look better because i mean the first game was on the switch (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so it does look better but it's like it's not super significant like it's it's not it's not a pc remastered port it's just a port yeah right exactly yeah yeah uh cool well i've been playing the 4k port of wordle have you guys been playing wordle (laughs) (laughs) is is that the thing everyone's posting like the weird colored uh blocks on like what is yeah, what's happening yeah. with that it's just a it's a very basic i think the story behind it is really sweet uh, a guy whose last name was wardle and so he made wordle which is a little play on words his wife in new york she really liked like little puzzle games little word games and so he just made this free game for her and then put it out in the wild and then a bunch of people started playing it and it's pretty much just you have uh six guesses to guess a five letter word and so you put in your five letters and after the first guess, it'll if a letter turns green, it means that is where the letter is in the word. And if a letter, letter turns yellow, it means that letter is somewhere else in the word. And so like if you put in the word yeast and the A is is uh, green, then, you know, OK, whatever the word is, the third letter of it is an A. I don't know why I went to yeast. What the what was it? My go to word is yeast a lot because A it's got two. It's got two prominent vowels, and S and T are big letters. And uh, Y is whatever. What do you mean by? I big guess beast letters? would be a better what? What do you mean by big letters? 
oh, S and T, like uh, like in Scrabble, like uh, letters that are used in a lot of words. Oh, it's they, not like oh, a Q yeah, or a Z. <laughs> I was like, what do you Com- uh, common oh, letters? All letters yeah, the same common, size. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't know that certain letters are larger than others. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I you've ever you seen. Meant. You've never seen a T out in the wild. Just just yeah, the T, like the T's are like six five. Yeah. Exactly. You saw that there's that like in Brazil they have that like uh, that that Christ thing, that giant, that giant that's Jesus Christ statue. Yeah, that's, the, that's one of the top. That's one of the biggest letters in the world. Uh, yeah, Wordle. Uh, check it out. It's it's free, and that's what everyone's posting. Like you can easily take a snapshot of it and and post it on Twitter, and it shows sort of if you understand Wordle, you can see the person's journey of how they got to the to the word. Um, right. You, using that little thing. Uh, that said, the big thing yesterday, which really sucked, is some other dude just stole the game, which granted, it's just a word game that's been, you know, this guy didn't create the idea of this word game. Yeah. But this other dude stole Wordle, made an app out of it, filled it with microtransactions, put it on the of app course. store, was bragging about how much money he was making out of it. And then he got like super dunked on and then ended up deleting his Twitter and taking it off the app store and running away because... Yeah, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get super dunked on. When, like, yeah, you you're... take a nice thing and then you brag about stealing it and making money off of it. Yeah. What a dickhead. Yeah. Pure dingus. <laughs> pure, pure dingus. Also, to go back, I found the Josh Sawyer tweet. <laughs> Which now has been hyped up way too much and no one's going to laugh at. Uh, so he said, I'm buying the Anton Sugar NFT. Anton Sugar is the Javier Barden bad guy character in No Country for Old Men, like the crazy serial killer. <laughs> he said, yes. I'm buying an Anton Sugar NFT. And every time I go to an MCU movie in a theater, I can bring my Anton Sugar NFT into the movie and he will cause mischief for the heroes. <laughs> 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 Which I really like because I'm like, that's literally the same logic of, oh, you bought your skin right. that could be used in Minecraft and Smash and Valorant and yeah. Like, it still surprises me how little some people understand about one of the most popular mediums on the planet. Like, yeah. you you can you make that comparison regarding a movie. Everyone instantly understands how ludicrous that is. Yeah. But you say that about a video game and folks don't quite know if that's actually right or wrong. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, I don't I, I truly do not understand. That's, that's one strange. of those. That's one of those that probably should just ignore it and left in the void and let him think that and move on <laughs> of the uh yeah but i think the problem is like that the lincoln park guy is probably saying that because he's there's probably like a lincoln park nft coming out or something i don't know right he's probably trying to make money off it so yeah, I, um yeah I'm at, I'm at the point where i'm ready to just mute nft and metaverse i'm tired of hearing about the metaverse <laughs> it's that yeah, sucks I, but I then someday you're more about be, the metaverse but someday like, you're gonna be more like about this nft nonsense yeah, I think it's going to burn through quickly. Uh, like, I feel like in two years, we're all going to be like, man, remember when like we were talking about NFTs all the time? Yeah, it's just it's another I mean, it's just an, it's an investor, you know, hype thing where like, oh, we can make a bunch of money quick and get out. And it's like, mm, OK, yeah, I, I, I feel like any it's going to be much like loot boxes for games where every time they were announced, it just hurt them. Public, their hurt, hurt their publicity to the point that it's like, OK, it's not worth us for us to do it anymore for all this bad PR. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and I think they'll the exist in some fashion in games, but it'll be like in the same sort of like down the same alley as like gotcha games and stuff where like there's a there's a small crowd that's really into this thing and they're helping fund it and the rest of us just don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so. I just I literally I, I can't wrap my head around the concept of buying a piece of digital art like that anybody can take. It, it just, it's just stupid. Yeah, it's the same thing as buying cosmetics and games. I see, I see zero point to it because like I don't get any tangible item out of this. I'm paying two dollars for code. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, especially when the digital art is always those like shitty monkeys smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, why is <laughs> why is their art the worst art? Why don't they do better art? And then maybe people will be like, hmm, this is kind of tempting. But instead, the art is very bad. No, it's well, that's a nice <laughs> Mega Man X picture. Maybe I will buy that. <laughs> <laughs> or right click, save as done. I yeah. Say, speaking exactly of, the same. Speaking of NFTs, yeah. uh, so I, I tweeted yesterday that I was curious about Stalker Two. Uh, because mm-hmm. it's due out well it was due out in April uh, and I was like you know we haven't even seen unscripted gameplay this yet and also like you guys remember from E3 I was like really I was really skeptical about that game I'm like I, GSG hasn't mm-hmm. done any GSC hasn't done anything in a long time this game looks way too good to be true and they just delayed it today to like December of 2022 which I think it'll get delayed again to 2023 I think it it didn't officially get delayed did it yeah it, it just was did. just like an it eight- just did like during the podcast? Yeah, just did. Woo! Breaking news. Yeah, so December, <laughs> December for Stalker 2 now, which I don't even think is going to hit that date. I don't believe yeah, I don't believe that game actually Saying your game's coming exists. out in December is being like, ooh, we're going we're gonna to try. This is like a rickety ship. Yeah, we'll see if we no. get there. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that game actually exists as the way they think it does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. wasn't convinced from that demo either. And, yeah, I, and all, like the, all, and all of the Stalker fans kept coming after me. I was like, there's no way this game's coming out this soon. No way. <laughs> yeah. They haven't done you any know what? marketing and shit. Who needs Stalker when we got Kirby coming? We got post-apocalyptic Kirby coming see, March that, 25th. That I was surprised to see get a March release date. I did not expect that was going to be so soon. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I think a few days ago, like a Korean ESRB, um, which yeah, is just a weird string of words but usually like some other countries esrb rates a game and they're like okay it's probably on the horizon so yeah hmm. yeah did you see the big news was kirby has a gun in this one yes, i did see that <laughs> it's like a little like a little cute little musket but still like he's kirby's <laughs> gonna murder someone in this I mean, game it's gonna be crazy good kirby holds a gun when he absorbs joker in smash so like not it's not his first time with on firearms it's <laughs> <laughs> true and probably does he have a gun when he like uh eats snake i don't know what ability he gets from solid snake we... snake actually doesn't use a gun <laughs> does he just snake get a has cigarette? like he's got rocket launchers grenades uh a rocket launcher is a gun no... those are all guns <laughs> a rocket launcher is not a gun a it's rocket a grenade is a gun. it's propelled by a rocket you pull a trigger it's, it's a, a gun <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's some debate to be had there. That's I, I think I think you're full of horse we'll, hockey. We'll save it Jesse. for we'll save it for the next podcast. Is a rocket launcher a gun? Yeah, that'll just be the title. <laughs> of it. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, last thing, uh, which I think we talked about uh, last stream, I got super into Attack on Titan because wanting to catch up. It is also like this new season is like uh, I just read some study about the most talked about show of the past week and Attack on Titan has surpassed. Yeah. It has surpassed like conversation around Witcher and in yellow jackets and everything. So um, yeah, I I blazed through um, I think I'm on episode 16. So I got through like the first arc, like the theme song changed, which is usually in an anime. It means you're on a new arc. Um, Yeah. And also totally didn't know what that show was about. Like, very cool. good. Like, That's good. Yeah, without spoiling anything. Well, I don't know. Can you is it like legal spoil the first couple episodes? I won't. But anyways, I, I thought the whole show was just going to be well. We're, we got to fight these big monsters who are coming to our walls, and then all the little twists with the characters. I'm like, oh, this is this is interesting. A lot of mystery. Yeah, there's a lot going on. A lot of mystery. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those mystery box shows. Like so you'd really be into it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely. And uh, apparently, uh, folks have said that it's one of those shows that gets better as it goes on. Um, like it builds on itself, and I think a lot of people like really like what's going on the last season or two. Like I, I like all the twists. It does take a while to start giving you some answers. 
-hmm. like it's really in like these, this final season that you start getting a lot of the answers you had yeah. from the very beginning. Uh, but I will say, I personally think it has a super strong start, yeah. and then it's 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 good all the way up until <clears throat> like I've not finished it yet, but it stays good. But like it's it's beginning is much stronger than anything else. I feel like. Yeah, I think it's it's those first couple episodes. I was like, when I yeah, was like, okay, like, I know what this is gonna be, and then I'm like, oh no, I don't know what this is gonna be. Yeah, no. I know exactly what you're talking about. Like my yeah. jaw was on the floor at the time I started watching that show. There was only like five episodes out, so like I got to like that big moment and immediately jumped and started reading the manga, which I never do. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like, yeah. no, I can't have this hang. Like I need to know what the hell's going on next. Yeah, it's uh, it was really good. I was I was uh, I'm digging it. Big fan. Um. Yeah, and thanks. So we we notice everyone's super chats coming in. We're gonna we'll we'll go over all the super chats and and all the little chats uh, uh, at the end of the show. A little so later. Stick around, yeah, stick around for the next twenty minutes or so. Uh, and then the uh, before we get to our main topic, the other thing I just wanted to talk about, almost as like a general PSA for folks in the chat, is uh, awesome games done quick is going on right now. Mm. It's a, a biannual event. Uh, it's usually there's one right at the beginning of the year and then one in the summer. Uh, and for a week straight, they put on. A, it literally without breaks, a, uh, a series of speed runs of all sorts of different games, new games, old games, weird games, awful games. Uh, and uh, they, they have commentators through the whole thing. And the whole thing is raising money for charity. And uh, they always have like a really great cause. And, and so I think as of right now, it's it's halfway through. It started on Sunday and it's going to Saturday. Uh, and they've already raised like over a million dollars, which I think is amazing. Um, and some of the runs are absolutely like batshit crazy and i know there is a chicory run i haven't i haven't watched it yet but uh i'm gonna throw a couple on here in the chat that i, I recommend uh one was uh beating death loop in 25 minutes which they just break that game and they go through like <laughs> they do the things they ended up like setting up the golden loop and killing everyone and it's just the the movement is is absolutely obscene and the sort of glitches they find and uh the commentators are uh, one of the commentators was like the lead qa tester on the game so you get a lot of like the insight into the uh, <laughs> yeah yeah into yeah. the into the game. Uh, another one I really liked uh, was uh, a blindfolded run of the opening tanker section of Metal Gear Solid Two, and they just what? play it solely based on sound. Like they know what's going on based on like footsteps and water droplets and voice lines, and I don't know how that works. Wow, it's yeah, I like that game oh, quite a bit. And I don't understand. I didn't that. see that. And then uh, one I watched last night that I really dug uh, uh, was uh, beating Deathloop in under, uh, sorry, Death Store in under an hour, and uh, it was uh, how, yeah, it was how, it's how wild. And they that? also do it like out of order, like right near the beginning. They glitch to like go to the snow world and huh. play through there, and then go back to the beginning, and it's like really crazy wow. stuff. Like they unlock like the the grappling hook right at the beginning of the game, but then can't change away from it or else. Like the game will soft lock, and so yeah, it's super wild. Um, yeah, just Man, yeah, loved I, watching that. So I would, I need to do, I want to do a documentary on speedrunners at some point, just because like I don't understand oh, yeah. how they find these <laughs> these glitches. Like well, you must, you like, must like go on every little edge of the map and just fuck around until something happens. Especially like I I understand once like there was a, a four player uh, race for who could finish Donkey Kong Country two. The yeah. fastest, which was really great. And I'm like, okay, that game's like almost 30 years old at this point. Like Death Store is six months old. Deathloop is like three months old. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Like, what how much time have did you put into this game? I, like Yeah, I don't I don't know how they I don't know how they figure that stuff out. I, mm -hmm. 
You know, yeah, hell, it's, I, it's, it's nuts. When there, were, when there were super jumps in Halo, I knew how to do it, and I still couldn't do it right. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's totally, uh, totally wild stuff. Yeah, and then they do other ones where uh, they'll do uh, randomizer runs. So it's like playing like a Link to the Past or uh, or Super Metroid, mm-hmm. but all the items are in random places and so the runner doesn't know and so like in link to the past it'll be like well i I entered the first dungeon and i opened the chest and i thought i was gonna get the hook shot but it's the boomerang so i guess i have to figure out what to do now because i don't have the hook shot um yeah really good stuff yeah really fun a lot of the runs like that that store run uh, i really liked because the it was it was the guy running and then a a couple commentators and they just had like a really chill laid-back attitude and and some of the guys are like really serious and, and and you know, paying attention to the game, but uh, they were spoofing and goofing. So, hmm. um, yeah, check that out. It was uh, it, it's really great. And it's running all the way through uh, Saturday. So, yeah, if you just Google uh, awesome games done quick, um, they're streaming on Twitch the entire week or you can go on their YouTube and they have all the VODs of the stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I need that uh, on in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, Nick, you want to explain our, our main topic? We sort of, we were discussing this I mean, yesterday and it seemed like this do. was something you, you were passionate about. You I just it. did. I just did so much explaining. My throat hurts. I might have. My it. voice is dry. That's too bad. I, mean, I, I, yeah, I can do, I can take it. If you guys <laughs> go right ahead. This. All right, so our main topic we're going into right now is basically on how the industry as a whole, um, well, media as a whole is kind of yeah. on this whole, yeah, nostalgia bait. Uh, wave. Uh, there are remakes of pretty much every popular franchise you can think of. Um, very recently, we got news that there's going to be a remake of The Raid Redemption <laughs> coming to Netflix. Uh, basically, it's going to be uh, a Michael Bay film, <laughs> which just none, no part of that sounds interesting or good whatsoever. Uh, we already knew long ago that they were going to try and remake uh, Train to Busan, which is a popular uh, Korean zombie movie for American audiences. Uh, and then we have, you know, bigger, more recent releases like Spider-Man No Way Home, which apparently a lot of folks look at as like kind of a huge kind of nostalgia baiting movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, other remakes and Nintendo in general, who kind of also works within the nostalgia realm almost exclusively, like their entire uh, business model seems to be based around the popularity of their oldest characters. Yeah, I feel like if you get one or two new IPs a generation, it's considered a success for Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, uh, okay. No, I'm I'm passionate about this subject, but I think I think I might surprise some people with my opinion on this uh, because I have been pretty critical of nostalgia stuff. And I remember when we talked about Spider-Man No Way Home last podcast, some dude came and was like, "Next, next take on No Way Home is bad." I was like, "Sorry, I liked the movie, <laughs> even though I thought the end it's of it was. Movie. I thought I thought a lot of it was just nostalgia, but I mean, it was still fun. But uh, no, in general, like I'm just. I'm tired of trying to retread the same stories, the same plot lines, the same characters over and over again. I'm not as hard. I'm not as harsh on it as like Jack is. I think like, I know when Jack talks about star Wars, if it, star Wars, if, uh, if Luke or anything is involved, he automatically doesn't want to want it. doesn't want to watch it. And I know, uh, like the book of Boba Fett this, this weekend for your feature presentation. I know he doesn't like the show already. <laughs> so, um, in at least like with the book of Boba Fett and nostalgia there is like they're doing something. I think I don't really see that one as like a nostalgia play like it is, but it's not because they're doing something new. They're taking a character that wasn't a character and making him a character now. And I don't really have a problem with that. Uh, and the same thing with like Nintendo with Kirby, right? Very nostalgic, very nostalgic character, but 
the new game is exactly what I wanted from them, where they're taking these characters and doing something new with them. Uh, giving Kirby a gun. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, just giving you, you know, a, a uh, an evolution of like the games that you've gotten before, but it's it's new, it's it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars, like the the three sequel movies, I couldn't stand The Force Awakens really, and I I hate The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and I didn't like The Last Jedi at first watch, but I've grown on it because at least it did something different <laughs> mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, but in general, like, you know, Matrix Resurrections, I know Darren loves that movie. I know, I think you guys kind of liked it too. I I really like it. Yeah, I'm kind of like 50-50 on it. Like, I like where it was going. Uh, didn't finish strong for me. Yeah, the, the first half of the movie is fun. It's like a little mystery of like, is he in the Matrix? What's going on with Neo? Like, you know, everything. Uh, and then the second half is, yeah, you know, I, I didn't like the second <laughs> half. The action, the action's terrible in that movie. I'm sorry. It's, it's not. Awful. It's not great. It's awful. Not great. It's awful. <laughs> it's not, not great. <laughs> I, the entire the entire time I was watching that it's movie, not. I was like, there's not a single action scene in this that like I'm gonna remember ever. And like, there's action scenes from all over the original Matrix movies that I remember. Listen, let Keanu Reeves rest. Let the man <laughs> no, get he, some rest. He's been kicking people for like 30 years. That let dude, him sleep. You seen the behind the scenes videos of him training for John Wick? He could be a tier like a tier one operator. <laughs> I mean, but that's yeah. that's shooting a gun. Yeah, <laughs> he well, doesn't have to lift his uh his leg can, above his waist. <laughs> he can he can figure out some martial arts. But anyway, so like I don't know, like for nostalgia for me is like I know Marty, you brought up like the Last of Us remake. I don't really see that as nostalgia, it's just that it's Last of Us Part One and Part Two. I, I think they just want to make The Last of Us, and it's all in one one disc with the same gameplay across all of them. So it's a major, you know, one big storyline. But um, I don't is know. That like, what that remake is supposed to be? I that's what I that's what I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be putting The Last of Us Part One and Part Two on the same disc, same engine, same type of gameplay. Like maybe same the engine. same engine, yeah. Uh-huh. But I I don't know about them combining both those stories into like one thing this to me that reads as like money grabbing like mm. like they that game is popular enough that they could sell it again with this sort of upgrade well they already because did. they couldn't justify selling the same game again because they've already done that well and it's gonna and that game if if they're planning on having it be their big fall game or maybe whenever it comes out um it's gonna coincide with the hbo show which is yeah Right. Like so, this like the HBO show is a big deal for PlayStation. The HBO show is a as big of a deal for PlayStation as any of the exclusive games coming out this year. It's as big of a deal as as Horizon, as big of a deal as God of War, as big of a deal as Spider Man. Like this HBO show, if it's good and if it garners the same sort of prestige, uh, uh, critical and and commercial success as something like Chernobyl, which the the showrunner is the showrunner of Chernobyl. Um, then like that just opens a new door for PlayStation and that like kicks yeah. the door wide open. And that's something that especially if like, I don't know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what that show does compared to, um, you know, if it launches in the same time period as, as Halo, because because mm-hmm. that'll just fuel more console war bullshit, but on TV, <laughs> which is weird. But it's going to be like <laughs> HBO versus Paramount, I guess. Yeah. 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 But I mean, they also got the Uncharted movie coming out, too. So <laughs> I don't think they're putting all their eggs in that basket. <laughs> Yeah, I think that movie a, I looks think, bad. I think that there's a reason. Real bad. Tom, I think there's a reason Tom Holland like wants to take Uncharted. a break from acting <laughs> after that movie. <laughs> He's probably like, "This movie's gonna go down real bad. I might as well just leave the scene while I can and come back a few years and refreshed." I don't know. Once, that, that, once, that, that movie. Once, that, I don't expect that movie to be even good. I think it's gonna be fun, and that's about it. But also, like, I just the trailers have not done it for me. 
Anyways, think, let's, we're getting off track with the nostalgia stuff. We, so. we are, but I, I still want to talk about Breakout. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that movie is a great example of why you shouldn't adapt most video game stories. Because you realize that video games don't care about their stories. Like, they don't have stories to tell. So when it's just story, you're like, oh, what the hell happened to my favorite video game? Like, you're not playing it. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, like, that's, that's the draw, is that you get to play the story, not watch it. Yeah. You know, whatever. Uh, it's an uncharted, uncharted movie. It's gonna be, it's gonna be what it is. But yeah, in general, like, guys, yeah, I, think it's gonna, I think it's going to fucking bomb. Yeah, I think I, it is going to make no money. And also, I think by the time it comes out, it's gonna be like, well, no one can leave her house anymore. So, mm-hmm. fifteen people have gone to see Morbius and, and Uncharted. <laughs> Sony, Sony's movies have not been great lately. <laughs> that's all they have that's all they have yeah. in my opinion but anyways well, so like, as far as as far as the nostalgia stuff going like i just i think the big thing for me is like i'm kind of tired of like the pandering for fans like when you know let, let's we'll go talk about the last jedi for one second is like i it tried to do something new with the franchise it didn't work at least they tried something new right i think it totally worked i think it absolutely worked it, it didn't well, work because it didn't of, I, that's what i mean it didn't work because they didn't let it just continue with it they went to the oh yeah, yeah rise of skywalker to pander to everybody that was angry about the movie which and, you own yeah i do i own You're all part of, of the problem i own all You're of part of the problem <laughs> uh but you know star, star wars is, is pretty bad about it at least they're I guess they're trying to do new things now. I don't know. But uh, as far as like video games go, I don't feel like it's been as bad with video games. I think the AAA franchises, maybe so. But I mean, you know, people were like, well, we want new IP, new IP, new IP. It's like you have new IP every single day in the indie sector. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I think like if people are just looking at AAA, yeah, you're only going to get, you know, Call of Duty and Madden and FIFA and whatever every year. But uh, I just, yeah, like the the whole... I've, I've I've just really noticed that like every time we review Matrix, every time we review Star Wars, every time we review uh, what was the other one, Ghostbusters, whatever, it's like people don't want these franchises to go in new directions. They just continually want what's comfortable to them, and so then that's why we're getting all this nostalgia baiting. Like you also have like the new uh, Fresh Fresh Prince show that is weirdly a drama. I right, think, I think it Peacock. I think it looks okay, but it's like just do something new. Like why is it? trying to I, <laughs> I, I kind of want to push back on that yeah. in particular because to to me that is something new like yes it's based on something that you are yeah. aware of but it is an completely different take like but why um, not but, but why not call it something new like why because then it doesn't it have a built-in audience that the fresh right has. right well that's what i mean that's if it was just called something else we wouldn't be talking about it right now and that's, that trailer not, wouldn't have like made the true. rounds. That's not entirely true. I think it's absolutely true. I think, especially in the entertainment space, you're seeing no, more it, and more. It definitely, it definitely gives it a leg up for sure. Yeah. But like, I, I personally think that when you when you remix a thing, um, yes, it is nostalgia baiting, but you are offering something new to the table. Like it's it's like a cover of like a really good song, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You can turn you can turn like a popular song into something entirely different by changing like the tempo and the you know whatever and like it's its own thing but it's also yeah. paying tribute to the first thing. So like I think that's a little different than some of these other things where it's like hey well, let's just do the same thing again but with like updated graphics or updated special effects like that that to me seems a little more hollow than stuff like this. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm not a fan. Like I like. I don't mind the major, like I was talking about the Matrix Resurrection. I don't mind the first half of the movie, 
uh, yeah, I think they just fucked up the movie. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like it's like challenging. I'm excited, I'm excited for that. I, well, it's just like I feel like every every one of these like movies that's old, part of an older franchise that's come out is like challenging what came before it. <laughs> and it's like, why do we have like they're constantly challenging the movies because that's what the Last Jedi does, right? That's what Matrix Resurrections does. Uh, Spider Man No Way Home somewhat does that a little bit too. Absolutely does not challenge. No way. Spider Man is the exact opposite, in my opinion. Spider Man pushes no friction towards like Spider Man is the and I I, I enjoyed Spider Man No uh, Way Home, the, but I think it is it is it is suspect number one of if you want to talk about like nostalgia bait. Yeah, like it is that, and I think it's successful at doing I, it. I thought I, I thought like a seal the, when the people I know come out of portal. <laughs> yeah, I thought the very end of the movie when he's fighting Goblin for the last time challenged it just a little bit, but then they didn't go through with it. And that's what I that's what I was kind of talking about, like where I feel like the movie the, 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 these nostalgia baiting movies try to do interesting things and they just don't go through with it because they're like, oh, we have to please the old fans all the time. Yeah, it is a line to walk, which I like that the Matrix didn't feel yeah, like it ever yeah. had to please. No, I don't. Anyone. I don't think and yeah. didn't please very many people at all. I, well, <laughs> so maybe it was successful in that. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't. Yeah, I guess I'm just I, all these movies follow the same the same plot thread for me, where it's like you know challenge challenge to the old past, and it's like okay, that's we've heard that in every every fucking revival. Like, let's do something different. Yeah. Well, I mean. Well, have you guys watched Cobra Kai? Like, what's your take on that then? Because that's kind of more of this mm-hmm. in a way. But again, it's like it's recontextualizing a lot of the stuff that came before in a fun way. Like, it's like, like you guys remember, like, um, the, the thing that went viral where someone like recontextualized the first Karate Kid movie and said that Daniel was actually the bully, like based yeah, on his action yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like they like the show plays into that a little bit where it's like, look, like Daniel and Miyagi, like they weren't completely blameless. And like there was another side to the story. Uh, friggin' Johnny Lawrence's character, you know, he also had some demons that he was dealing with, and like they didn't help his cause at all. And like they they do poke fun at all that stuff in this new version, which I appreciate. Like it makes the older version seem a little a lot deeper than it was because it really wasn't. Those old Karate Kid movies are actually kind of terrible if you just yeah, watch them yeah. on their own. I think so. Like well, stuff like that, I think is okay. Like remind me of the thing that was popular or that I loved a lot. But add to it, like build upon it. Yeah. Give it more depth. Like don't yeah. just do it again. See, that's what I think. I feel like the the, the Last Jedi and I don't know, you guys might disagree. I feel like the Last Jedi and the Matrix do that. They have something to say about what came before it, as opposed to pointing at the thing that came before it and saying, "Hey, didn't you guys like that? Look, it's back." Uh, right. They had something to say about what came before it. In the same way, I think one of the most successful versions of this in the last couple of years was the HBO Watchmen series, mm-hmm. which was yes. a sequel to Watchmen. But instead of just being like, well, here's more Watchmen, like it is absolutely a dialogue about not only Watchmen, but how the world has changed since then, how yeah. how America has changed since then, how our versions of superheroes and how we consume media has changed since then. And like, holy shit, like I, I think it's... I think Watchmen is one of the greatest comic books ever read, written, and I think the show might be better than it, which is kind of incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. The, the, yeah. That show is amazing. Like seriously, yeah, show's really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I keep kind of going back to like I think Marty. I think you had the discussion with Yahtzee where like stories don't end anymore. And, yeah, and that's where like you know reboots and, and prequels and all that stuff is just like 
you love these characters. We have to keep them living on forever because we can't create new characters and make something successful with it. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Star Star Wars falls into that trap. And Jack is right about that, where That's it's like, crap. we cannot get away from Skywalker. It has to be tied to Skywalker yeah. in some way. Uh, maybe maybe the High Republic and all that gets away from it. But even then, it's yeah. still leading into the, you know, prequel trilogy and all that. It's only 150 years before kind of thing. So, like, I get Star Wars fans being annoyed by the lore messiness there, I guess. I don't know. But I just, it's like these these universes, like even Halo, right? Like people didn't like Halo 5 because it was just a, it was a bad game. Like it, the story was awful in that game. But I think like in, when Halo, like they keep going back to Master Chief, which I love Master Chief. I play every game that has Master Chief in it. But also like it's a huge fucking universe. Do more with it. There's more characters you've created. There's more to do there. There's other places to explore. Star Wars, the same thing. Like it's a huge, it's a galaxy far, far away. And it's like always centered on the same people and the same characters. Like, you know, we were talking about Ahsoka yesterday or on Monday on the Fallen Order. Like, you know, she's an interesting character. And thankfully, they are planning on spending more time with her. But, like, it's possible for these big franchises to go explore different directions. And, like, Matrix Resurrections, to me, I, 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 yeah, what they did with Neo and Trinity, fine. Like, I think it works. But, like, also, Matrix is a big thing. Like, why couldn't we get a new story in Matrix? Why do we have to go back and wrap up something that was already wrapped up for the most part? Well, to me, with the Matrix, it wasn't uh, like the Matrix because might be the back. most personal, might be the most personal, uh, high budget, yeah, equal I, I ever made. All, like this is that. Lana Wachowski like reclaiming, I get her that. art, but I mean, and her message, which was like, back. and again, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if I'm, when I'm gonna rewatch the Matrix. I'm most yeah. likely gonna rewatch Spider Man No Way Home when it comes to Disney Max. I don't know if I'm ever gonna rewatch the Matrix Resurrections, but I don't know. It, it is a weird. Uh, like I, I feel conflicted about all this stuff. Like you mentioned the the Luke Skywalker fiction of all of Star Wars, and mm-hmm. and like I felt that way at the end of Mando season two, where I I clapped like a seal. Mm-hmm. But when I think about uh-huh. it, I'm like, why did they do that? Why did they do that? <laughs> yep. I feel like that that single handedly like hurt good storytelling that came before it. Um, but I still clapped like a seal. So I, yeah, I mean it's it's fun. I just I don't find it that interesting. Um. And like even with the Matrix, like I, one of the reasons that movie bothered me was just like, uh, was they brought back Smith, you know, and as a new actor, uh, Morpheus mm-hmm. is a new actor. It just that never works for me. I just I can't separate that. Like I, that's not Morpheus. That's not Smith. Like I, <laughs> I mean, I think it works in the fiction of the Matrix it, where it works yeah, in the fiction, but it doesn't work when you're watching it. It's like it's still <laughs> I don't like it. I don't okay. like recasting characters as new people all the time. I, that's the thing that bothers yeah. me the most and like you know how how long until marvel does that right with i mean they already did it with with uh don Cheadle as as rody right yeah but i mean like how long Terrence until they Howard how long until they do it with like captain america or iron man or whatever when they eventually we have a new captain america right we have anthony mackie okay well, well no, i think he means like they do like they, a flashback and then it's not yeah uh, it's not chris evans or it's not oh, or at, chris like, evans. yeah or like 15 years from now from when now, they're like we well we want to make new iron man movies and so yeah yeah, and we're gonna see that. I mean, we're gonna probably see that pretty soon, where they're gonna cast a new Wolverine, right? Yeah. Like, and I know people are pointing yeah. out like that's the whole point of Matrix Resurrections. I know, I understand the point of Matrix, Matrix Resurrections. I didn't care for it too much, but that's the <laughs> point. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, I, know, I, I like I said, I found I found it very interesting. I didn't find it very fun to watch. I think I kind of agree with you there. Yes. 
but I hold interesting in very high regards. So. Yes. And- um, yeah, and I feel like I feel like this is a big. Uh, this is like a big shaggy conversation. And we, and we didn't even it, get into like the the GTA remasters that's in the thumbnail. Like those are just bullshit cash grabs that they didn't do anything actually. Rockstar has all the fucking money in the world to actually go and make those remakes and make them good. And what do they do? Just like, oh, here they are on a disc with, you know, mobile ports, bullshit. That didn't well, maybe, work out. Take, maybe take two's not giving them any more money because they spent it all on Zynga. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we can't do GTA six. We got we spent all of our cash bucks on and Zyngas. Then, and then, you know, Pokemon, we have Pokemon Shining Pearl in there, and you know, they just re, they keep remaking the same game every year, but Game Freak has I don't like you know, anybody that's a Pokemon fan knows Game Freak is I'm not gonna say lazy, but you know pretty close they, to the word lazy <laughs> i mean they don't have to do anything like yeah, the fans will buy it buy everything well po- yeah i'm like, curious what, why, what... why why would like they, it makes no sense for them to change anything nope. whatsoever nope, the fans would scream and yell if they changed anything for the better but it, why not just do the same thing and make the millions of dollars it's well it's definitely funny that uh you know we are now we're re-releasing games with a new art style and calling it new but eh. Well, I mean, I'm going to sound like a complete hypocrite, but (laughs) sometimes when a game does get old and still has like a core uh, like loop that's fun, I think that's fine because it it might be harder to get like some of those Pokemon games on like those old ass Game Boy consoles and stuff nowadays. Right. Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to play that old stuff, yeah, give it like a fresh coat of paint, put it back out. But I feel like there there are like Pokemon specifically, there are enough of those games that you're not missing anything. Like, no. let's be real. Like, just because uh, the Total Dial is not Pokemon a new is one. Nintendo's Call of Duty. It literally is. <laughs> it really is. No. That's a good. That's a good correlation. So I think I am. I'm personally totally fine with the with the ports with like Pokemon Let's Go and with the Brilliant yeah. Diamond, Shining Pearl, and and you know outsourcing those to 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 sort of third parties. And while the Pokemon company focuses on Pokemon Legends Arceus, like I do wish that there were. I wish they they did more one for them, one for us kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wish that we got more games like Legends Arceus. And who knows? Maybe that game in, <laughs> in two weeks, maybe that game it's comes out. And everyone's like, oh, this is bad. Like, yeah. just stick to stick to what you know. Um, but I do wish there was more sort of like pushing the envelope. Like, I, I bring it up all the time. But like what, what Nintendo did with the Breath of the Wild, I think, is like that's the perfect example of like, you know, you can accuse Nintendo of this nostalgia baiting as much as you want, which they're absolutely guilty of in certain respects of me paying the same money a thousand times over for the same Nintendo 64 and super Nintendo games. Um, and then them treating me like trash and pulling things off the store and spitting in my eye and taking Mario 35 <laughs> away. And then I'm it's like, an abusive Oh, relationship. It's, it's, yeah. But I like it. But I think like, this is going to be great. Uh, and so, uh, but yeah, but as long as every once in a while, they keep like, you know, throwing heat down the plate, like, like breath of the wild. I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Yes, I don't. I don't have a problem with them re-releasing those things. I just—it's another thing of like, you know, Game Freak and Nintendo make a fuck ton of money off these things, and then like, I'm sorry, Pokemon Legends Arceus just doesn't look like that big next step forward to me for <laughs> what they could be doing. You know, it's definitely not. It doesn't look like Breath of the Wild level of like, hey, this is an exciting new Pokemon experience. Like, there's the trailers have done nothing to excite me for that game. I mean. 
uh, this is going to sound weird. Like, do they have the talent to make a game like I don't, that? I don't know. I like, don't know. They've it's never just... colored outside the lines. And so yeah. like, we don't know. But like, We know if... the Mario team has the talent to yeah. completely reinvent a genre. Like right. Pokemon hasn't been reinvented since the original. Yeah. And I know if you're a hardcore fan of Pokemon, you can po- point to a thousand different things that that little tweaks have changed. But like its core framework well, it hasn't need changed. To change. it, yeah, it's yeah. it's a winning formula, and like yeah, you know, there's so many games now trying to copy it and win win it over. You know, like Temtem is. I think Temtem's doing okay. Uh, and there's Temtems, the cookies. Temtem, it's like the Temtem, a Pokemon clone. Yeah, it's a Pokemon MMO, basically. Is that doing okay? I don't. I forgot that. Yeah, I, it's, it's I, pretty, I have no idea how that's pretty, doing. It's doing okay on Steam, and it's on. There's only one on, game I want to talk about, and it's Doka V. And if we're not talking about that, let's talk about something else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, if, you know. if Doka V comes out and is legit like a much better Pokemon than Pokemon, I I hope it is because that's kind of the only thing that's going to make Nintendo and Game Freak feel like something breathing down their neck the thing isn't it is like with with a lot of these games like the the other games had competition from other genres like pokemon just does has never had real competition yeah. like monster rancher wasn't real competition and Nino kuni kind of did a pokemon ish thing but that's not real so it, it, it's funny because legends arceus feels a lot more like a, a monster hunter game at I, least from I what think- i've read like the 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 the, the structure of the game is like a hub and then you go out and you hunt a thing and then you go back to the hub and then, you know. Yeah, I think... Uh, I don't know, after Sword and Shield, I just don't trust them. Like, Sword and Shield got me excited for them actually trying to do something new because they claimed that that's what they were doing and it turned mm-hmm. out to just be the exact same thing. <laughs> the wild yeah, so area Arceus, with the worst graphics I've seen on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Arceus is not selling me. Yeah. I don't know the the new overview trailer got me a little bit more interested because like it, the, I guess the Pokemon attack you outside of the battles now. So but I don't know what that looks like. So. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I think you, you're third person and you actually watch them fight rather than cutting to a thing. No, there there there, think, there were right? there were scenes in the overview trailer where, like you were outside of a battle and the Pokemon were attacking the player character directly, like little Monster Hunter style yeah. combat. There's right. like a really vicious scene where he gets mauled to death by a Snorlax, Snorlax. like uh, <laughs> like Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant. <laughs> he yeah. has to live in he has to live inside of him like a Tauntaun. Yeah, I would Pokemon show you like kicking the shit out of like a Squirtle. Will like Pokemon your player character you, just? I don't. Yeah, I don't will, know what they're. Will gonna Pokemon do be as brave brave as Kirby and give you a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, people in the chat are pointing out, like, you know, what, what are you going to do to innovate Pokemon? I don't know. Like, I don't know what that looks like. I thought Arceus Legends is what that would look like, but it just doesn't look, you know, I don't think they went all the way all the way with it. But, I, you know, I could be surprised. Like, sometimes Nintendo games do that. They don't look very good in trailers and surprise you later on. Yeah, definitely. So I, yeah, yeah, and I think, I, think, I think the problem with Arceus is that it doesn't have, I think Breath of the Wild proves that you can overcome technical limitations with a really strong... Uh, art, uh, uh, style and design sensibility, which I'm not. I haven't been sold yet on the new Pokemon game. I, mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Again, we table this for two weeks because we'll know in two weeks. Yeah, one way or another. That's like true. either they did good or they did bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, mean, I guess you know. I think I'm. I'm okay with some of the nostalgia as long as they do something new with it. And I, I just you know recasting old characters and retreading the same plot points like i know uh you know somebody could probably point to my enjoyment of halo infinite as part of that but i mean like it's 
still clear to me we're and Casey said it himself, like we're retreading like the same plot lines from the original Halo in Halo Infinite. And I noticed it. I noticed it in the plot. And and that makes me go back to look at Halo Four and Five. Like, well, there was there was interesting things they were doing and then and then I read the books and there was like there's even more interesting things, but then they just wrote it all off to, you know, unknown threat. You know, big world ending shit again. It's like, eh. <laughs> that's I, I think almost the main point of this, which I, we, I think we all agree on, but haven't yeah. really been just stating outright, is that uh, the, the sort of the lines in the sand that are drawn with nostalgia are yeah. individual lines. Like, yeah, they're so arbitrary. <laughs> yeah, they're so arbitrary. And what works for one person might not work for another yeah. person. Like, I think I, I, I tend to like, like I said, my relationship with Nintendo. I grew up on Nintendo, so that's why I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm willing to to revisit these things or put up with this shit. Whereas, like, I don't know when I, I didn't, I played Xbox from the beginning, but I don't have those same core memories with Xbox. And so, mm. like, if something comes along and feels like derivative, I'm just gonna be like, I'm not gonna get mad. I'm just gonna be like, well, I'm just not gonna play this. I'm just not gonna pay yeah. attention I think, to this. I think my bigger thing with nostalgia is like, I just. I just want companies to stop pandering. Like I get it, and I actually, case Darren's article that I pitched to him, like what what does it even mean for the fans anymore? Mm-hmm. You know, is like do fans just want to retread the same stories, the same characters, and like live in the past all the time, or do we want to like take these things and do new things with it? And I think every time that has happened, you know, with the Last Jedi, with Matrix Resurrections, it's very divisive on whether people enjoy mm-hmm. it or not. And like I'm always in them in between. It's like, well, there's parts of that I liked, and there's parts of it I didn't. I'm not gonna go on the internet and attack everybody over it. Uh, yeah, and that's but I the just, thing. I just want, I want like, if we are going to keep rebringing back these big properties like Star Wars and like Star Trek or, or you know, whatever at this point, just take it in new directions. Stop tying it to characters that already exist and we've already explored their stories. Like, let their stories end. They don't need to go on forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like it's your mileage varies based on, like I said, what you grew up on, like the mm-hmm. Cobra Kai or Ghostbusters Afterlife. Like, I don't feel one way or another about them because I just didn't grow up on those movies. Yeah, so, right. like, I mm. I don't know. I watched Karate Kid and I watched uh, Ghostbusters, but like, I don't know if you, if you make a good Ghostbusters or a bad Ghostbusters, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, just bust I, good. Busting makes me feel good. That's the only thing I I, I learned from Ghostbusters. It's yeah, the moral of the today's podcast well, is that Boston makes us feel good. That's why I had. That's why I had Darren write the. You know what does it even mean for the fans anymore? Because now when I, I see that phrase now, and it's kind of like I just I get a little pit in my stomach when I see for the fans because like I'm a fan. There's also no the fans. Like the fans is a nebulous, yeah, not a real I mean, thing. Yeah, well, it's like I yeah I don't know. Like, are they the the loudest angriest people on the internet? Yeah, because don't I, do I, anything. Like, are I don't, those I, the well, fans? And I don't. You probably yeah. shouldn't listen to them. Yeah, I don't think I like. I think there's a lot of really passionate fans and I try to never like shit all over an entire fan base. Cause like it's, e- it can be easy to say like all star Wars fans suck. Cause like every time we cover the star Wars, it's really awful in the comments. The matrix comments were the worst comments I've ever moderated on the escape since I've been here. Not even close. Wild. It was pro matrix or anti matrix. They were a very anti that movie. And it was like all the, typical like you know this movie's woke bullshit it's like did you not watch the original matrixes like are you serious very woke. <laughs> yeah it's very woke it's all about being woke it was woke before i knew what woke was yeah, yeah. i mean like what are you talking about yeah. uh and like start you know the same thing with star wars like just awful comments every time we cover that stuff so like i don't even view those people as like i think they're very passionate fans but they also want to just live in the past and and have the lore and everything be exactly what they imagine it to be and nothing new and derivative or anything like that. And like I like personally when like franchises take risks, creative risks, and that's what like Marvel bores me a lot. 
is because yes, I know it's based on comics. It's based on comic, or I mean, uh, comics have very similar storylines and all these things happen. But it's like the movies don't do anything that take risks that interest me a lot of times. And like that's why I like my favorite one is like Infinity War because like I I didn't read the comics. I don't know what's gonna happen next. Every time I watch a Marvel movie, though, it's like, okay, interesting yeah. opening. Yeah, you kind of see good middle. The, oh, the here points. comes the end where the heroes are going to win every single time. Um, yeah, I think that's. It's funny that we bring up uh, Last Jedi and Matrix Resurrections, and uh, even The Last of Us too, to a, to a certain extent, because I feel like the reason they get such vitriol thrown at them is because the message of those things is speaking directly to the kinds of people who <laughs> who who uh, uh, fuse their identity to this pop culture and mm-hmm. and get terrified if it changes in any ways i mean like it's it's no it's no surprise that people the, the the kinds of people were mad at the last jedi were literally the ones who were being spoken to when kylo says let the past die kill it if you have yeah. to and i, I like <laughs> i like i like that message i think that's great. i thought that I was really great. interesting yeah and it's also it's fine not to like that stuff yep. it is fine fine not oh marty's getting canceled <laughs> look oh, no. at that look at that pause screen again that's great oh man <laughs> we could do anything we want with this what do we do? How do we caption this? Somebody, somebody, take that snapshot that and and caption it in the Discord highlights. Yeah, you use that for future Marty memes. <laughs> Did he? But, um, he completely gone? He's completely gone. Yep. He 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 talked about yeah, the last time and out. got canceled. <laughs> I'm gonna leave him like that though, because it's funny. But we'll we'll wrap this up because it's ten ten and I got other things to do. <clears throat> So, yeah, we got to get to super chats. I think. Oh yes, we do have to get to super chats. Okay, let's get to those. Holy crap, there's a lot today. Uh, all right, uh, Calvin Rugana, welcome to early access. Uh, Pickahookus, welcome to tip jar. Mason Daniel donates five dollars. Says I am sad at home with the plague. That you thank you all for making my day better. Well, you're welcome. I think I also have the plague, so it's okay. Uh, Gav T donates five pounds says big love to the escapist crew on and off camera that is all well thank you we love you too yes we do wait am I back oh, am you're, I back oh, yeah there you go you're back we we, we were making fun <laughs> of you we told them to take a I don't know if you saw your face where you stopped but I did it's, not I it's can't pretty see funny. my own face it's well I told chat to screen cap it and we're gonna use it as a caption contest and escape his highlights so you can enjoy not, that not a fan today. of that not a fan of that I'm gonna have a strong <laughs> word I swear to god my internet goes down once a day I'm gonna have a strong word with these spectrum fools yes get after them uh, we're going through super chats now we're on sin vendetta donates five dollars says hey Marty do you still review games and if so are you are you reviewing Elden Ring I enjoyed your Dark Souls hey. 2 review years back sin vendetta what is up that's that's someone who's been following my work for an extremely long time back in the dark souls two days uh yeah i still review games i don't i don't think we're probably probably not gonna have anyone do i don't know i'm not gonna probably do a proper elden ring review but i'm sure i'm gonna do a lot of stuff around elden ring yeah we're not we're streaming it a bunch we're not doing a 3mr on or anything it's too big of a game so we'll do yeah we're doing the editor's hour streaming series which you know i'm sure marty and casey will be there with me (laughs) for that uh and then yahtzee will have a zp on it uh, yeah, and I'm probably making videos and writing articles and and gushing about it. Yes. I'm not gonna say gushing, it's gross. Don't do that. Gushers, <laughs> it's okay Bad to word. gush, Marty. We're we touching okay our feelings here. SVS Guru two thousand donates five euros and says, "Well, there are old prototype guns." This is referring back to my rocket as a gun conversation. Gyro jets that do fire rocket propelled bullets. So you could make a strained argument that an RP, RPG is a gun. 
rocket propelled bullets. That sounds painful. I mean, bullets in general sound painful. I mean, a regular but, rocket yeah, regular bullets. Regular bullets. <laughs> but it's rocket propelled, propelled bullets. Yeah. Like, I mean, isn't that like a cannonball? No. Is a cannonball a gun? Yeah. Is a cannon? Is the cannon count as a rocket? A cannon. A cannon is <laughs> a gun. <laughs> There's no trigger though. <laughs> well, there is a trigger. You pull I, a string and it lights up the the gas. Well, it makes all the gas pressure go up. And I, I'm not an engineer. I did you know? <laughs> did you know cannons are where the inspiration for Taco Bell came from? Wait, what? Is it because your butt? Is this a butt joke? Yes. Is this a butt butt thing? (laughs) The same kind of pressure that you put in the can comes from eating burritos at Taco Bell. (laughs) I knew this was a butt thing. It's always always a butt thing. I I was completely lost. I did not see where this was going. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Uh, Lux Sola donates dollars. Is KC short for something or is that your legal given name? What about Marty and Nick? P.S. is pronounced Luke's Sola. Luke Sola. Uh, uh, yeah, KC Lux. is short for something. It's short for Kalechiku, which means something that I always forget anytime someone asks me what my name means. <laughs> for a second, I thought it was meaning that, and then I was like, oh, no, you just don't know. Yeah, I, I forget every single time. I, look, top of my head, I think it's something along the lines of uh, <laughs> like, like belief in God, like I believe in God, something like that. Like or trust in God, something like that. Well, you're a Kanye but, fan. You were Kanye yeah. fan. You were born to be a Kanye fan. Sure, let's go with that. Nick, are you? But yeah, Marty is, is Marty. Your uh, uh, your I'm a Mar- full I'm a legal Martin. name, Martin Christopher. Mar- oh, you know why did I not Martin. even think that that was what it was long for? I was thinking like Martholomew or something. Martholomew, Martholomew. that would have been nice. Nick, are you a Nicholas? I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah, sounds about right. Do not a Nicole. Full name okay, too? not a Nicole. Not a Jerome. Mm. No, not a Jerome. I don't. I, actually, I don't. I don't think Will's. I think Will still doesn't know my middle name. I think he legitimately thinks it might be Jerome. Yeah, just let him think that. Yeah, I will. I'll it's let fine. him live in ignorance forever. It's fine. He's probably listening to the podcast. Like shit, he got called out. <laughs> uh, Jack Brown donates five euros. Says making Fresh Prince a drama isn't doing something new. Is trying to make your childhood show grown up so that you aren't embarrassed watching a kid's show. I, I th- disagree. Yeah, I think that does happen a lot with things. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's the case with this. I also don't think it's Fresh Prince. I don't know. I don't consider it a kid show. It's not like a cartoon. Like, yeah, Fresh Prince was never a kid show. There was, was an episode was a with family the gun. sitcom. Yeah. yeah, like they yeah. they tackle like real issues. Like yeah, they like Kirby. And th- Will Smith got a gun. <laughs> and, and the thing about Fresh Prince in particular is like the themes that they're highlighting in the dramatic version now existed in the first show like it's mm-hmm. like they're just they're flipping it like i said it's, it's more akin to like a cover of a song like that stuff was in it yeah but this is their like a more dramatized version like that stuff was in there like that whole push and pull between like his old neighborhood and the new neighborhood trying to fit in uh you know culture clash and stuff like that it's it's good like there's there's meat there to explore and that's yeah, what i'm excited i think about. i think like, i think maybe the, like the tough part for people is just going to be separating that it was a sitcom and now it's not. Yeah, yeah. That that's where it was for me. It was like you know, I I I'd be interested in watching this, but also like just separating in my mind. And, and I it's just a me problem. Like I, I said with the Matrix, like separating new casted characters that are old characters is yeah. the same thing for this show. Where like I'm just like that's where I was like, do something, call it something different, maybe. But I don't I don't know. You know, like, 
maybe it if it's good enough i guess she just won't think about it yeah yeah that's the hope is that it is good enough yep. for it to like transcend its own it's new identity yeah. yeah 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 uh shogun is dead donates ten dollars says i remember an early zp video where yahtzee posed the idea of a world where all sequels are banned if we lived in that world, do you think it would be an acceptable sacrifice if every every idea was fresh? I don't think I don't think we need a world where we don't have sequels. But like yeah. stories need to end at some point. You don't need yeah. Four we do or need more sequels. conclusions in general. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like you go your you do your trilogy and you end it. And that's Amy and I were talking about that the other day actually um, when I was playing Gears of War. When we were playing Gears of War, it was like. Has there been a like proper like trilogy in a video game in a while? You mean like yeah. one, two, three, done? Yeah, like you know, you used to get like Gears War one, two, three. We got Halo one, two, three. We got yeah, Metroid Prime one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like they were no, it's Mass stories. Effect one, two, three. Yeah, but yeah, like... yeah. But then that same thing with Uncharted. Yeah, things were planned as trilogies, and then I think eventually they're like, well, we can keep making money off this if we keep going. Yeah, I mean, they're saying the Dark Souls trilogy. I, I don't know how many people. Yeah, I guess those work. You know, Tomb, Tomb yeah, Raider. Yeah, I mean, but ish. Yeah, ever, Tomb ever Raider, since like yeah. the the games as a service really started up, we have not gotten. I don't think any real trilogy. Yeah. Do you guys think we'll get a Last of Us Part Three at some point? In the I next do. Ten I do. years. I I think that franchise is too big not to make another game in it. Probably. Yeah. So Sony needs their exclusives, and The Last of Us is what like the biggest one they have or maybe second to spider-man now yeah that being probably, said, it's probably the most prestigious one they have yeah that being yeah. said i don't know if it would go ellie and and joel again maybe they do a different set of characters probably wouldn't go joel again <laughs> uh, i mean not not joel yeah uh, <laughs> uh but i could see them maybe doing a game with tommy or something but yeah yeah but it'd be interesting if it's just a side game or if it would literally be the last of us part three yeah. like in the same way that yeah i, don't know. I also want now you do something else let them do a new ip they Jeez. deserved it i want them to do something sci-fi uh, yeah, might be. I know they got a couple games in the works, and they gotta have a new IP in the works. Bro. Gotta. Uh, SES Guru 2000 donates five euros. Says we are we are getting all this nostalgia bait because capitalist society is collapsing. Climate change will kill us all. So people yearn for the good old days. Mm. That's not not it's hard to argue against that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, not true. Yeah. Hey, listen, I hey. like I like yearning for the good old days. I just want new good days. <laughs> I want to experience new things. You want yeah, good it's new so days. hard to get some new good days. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Gecko Gamer donates 10 euros as Pokemon Arceus looks to me like it was supposed to be the Gen 4 remake, but got overscoped a bit. Pokemon has done some interesting spinoffs like Pokemon Ranger. Pokemon has done spinoffs, uh, yes. and I, I I feel like we were sort of glossing over that. And there was I a, talked about the other day, Pokemon Go is probably the game I played the most of. Granted, yeah, that's the, Niantic, but still. I just yeah, I just saw a rumor the other day too that there was like the new a new Pokemon Fighter game coming. I forget what it was called, Pokemon Tournament or whatever. Pokemon Tournament. Pokemon Tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Pokemon. So is beat that the what shit it is? Pokemon is not Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Po- it's like po- Tekken, but with Pokemon in front. So Pokemon. Pokemon. Oh, I call it Pokemon. Okay, we'll just that's Marty. Fine. Snopes. Do you call, do you call them pocket mons too? <laughs> <laughs> they are pocket monsters, so that they are. But that's not how you say it, though. Yeah. That's how I say it. I'll tell me how to say things. Uh, a couple more super chats. Jack Brown donates two euros. Says King Arthur got sequels for hundreds of years. This is true. Oh yeah, King Arthur, the OGIP. But they yeah. always tell it in a new way, OGIP. and I'm still going to say that you should go watch Guy Ritchie's movie King Arthur: The Legend of the Sword because I think it's really good. Is that the Charlie Hunnam one? Yeah. 
it's surprisingly fun. Like it's not I wouldn't I've say it's a that. I wouldn't say it's a great movie. I think it's a fun movie with a really fun soundtrack to it because Guy Ritchie always uses music in cool ways. I was about to make fun of that movie and then I realized I haven't seen that movie and the movie I was thinking of was the Jamie Foxx Robin Hood movie with oh. Taron Edgerton. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I was so excited for that movie. I heard it was so bad though. <laughs> Which I think that might have also been Guy Ritchie. I don't know. It was bad. It was I, not. It was it was bad. The, I don't think I've seen that that King Arthur one. Yeah. Well, the other good King Arthur Arthur movie is a uh, the Clive Owen one. I just yeah, watched that the That other has day. a good director's cut too. Yeah. Oh, it does? That has a good director's cut. Yeah, R-rated. Really? You might be able to. You might be able to see like a like a a boob. A <laughs> <laughs> that had a really good. That was uh, like the first time I ever saw Mads Mikkelsen. Um, He's in a really good, really good supporting cast. Yeah, that was like pre uh, pre uh, no. Royale. There's like a ton of famous people on that. Mad, Mads is in Clive Owen, the Clive Owen King Arthur. Hell yeah! Who who is he? Oh, is uh, he Tristan? No, he's not Tristan. Sure. Fuck, that blows my mind. I have to go look at that. Also, I yeah. want the director's cut now. I I watched the Kingdom of Heaven director's cut like a few months ago. That was great. Mads plays Tristan. Yes. Holy correct. shit. Yeah. Mind blown. Stellan, Stellan Sarsgaard, <laughs> Karen Knightley, Ray Winstone, Hugh Dancy, Joel that, Edgerton. Oh, man. What a cast. That fact yeah. is so mind blowing. It just cured me of COVID. We did it, guys. We did it. Get, get Fauci <laughs> the on the phone. The is Mads Mikkelsen. <laughs> <laughs> What if everyone has a very specific mind blowing movie fact that they need? He doesn't so it's like we look. can't mass produce this because like if I say Mads Mickelson to Casey, he's like, I don't give a shit. He doesn't even he doesn't even look like Mads Mickelson in that movie. That's yeah, weird. that was back when he was he was happy Mickelson. He was he wasn't even happy in that movie. He's he's very like dark and dreary and carries an eagle around. Yeah, eagles are pretty be, big. He, he's just eagles carrying are, it. Yeah, he's probably like, oh, the six talons are just burping <laughs> into me. This is awful. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought too. Uh, yeah. Kai Perspective donates 50 MX. Says, I love what the escape of this today. Keep up the great work and greetings from Mexico. Hey. Pesos. Greetings. Hey. Thank you. To you. Yeah, much appreciated. And the last super chat, Shogun is dead. Donates $5. Says, I agree with Casey and Nick about the Matrix Resurrections. It was such a great premise and I like the idea. The action just did not land. Uh, the action was very bad. I still yeah. agree, and I, 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 I'm I, on team bad action. I do know, I do know that the Matrix is a lot more in action, but I mean, like, Reloaded and the original Matrix movie have iconic action scenes that made just elevated those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah they <laughs> they were not they were breaking new ground in those movies. Yeah, I will say I did so like the, this one felt very lazy. I did like the rant from the guy on the one the one big action scene. Is there, there's only like really one really big action scene in Resurrection. It's about the Merovingian. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like all hobo. Yep. <laughs> he's like a warehouse right. hobo. Yep. I thought that was funny. Yeah. That was what that was. That was while the movie was still uh, throwing cool new ideas. Like, because the, the thing is, like, my thing was like, I love the Matrix universe. If they're gonna bring it back, I wanted to see how because like they really did definitively end like the characters' lives and like the whole conflict that they died for in yeah. that third movie so like how do you bring this back they brought it back in a very interesting way they made it make sense why you would bring it back uh-huh. but then they kind of went like i'm resentful that we had to bring it back and kind of just shit the bed all throughout yeah, the back not, half of the movie not, not to get like into too far of that discussion again because we need to wrap this up but mm-hmm. i know i know a lot of people like that I, it's another thing where i can't separate it because like you know it's published by warner bros and like they of course, look at the movie and, and improve everything. So I don't know that I, I get it. Like it's a personal movie for 
Wachowskis, but I, I just, uh, I don't know, it rang hollow to me considering it was still published by Warner Bros. <laughs> oh, I think it even, I, I think it even rang louder because they were able you? to sneak it, sneak it by Warner Bros. I don't think they snuck granted, anything by granted, Warner Bros. Uh, I think that's wishful uh, thinking. Space Jam Two did the same thing. Yeah, I think that's wishful Space thinking. Space Jam Two did the same thing. I do, I do think. I think it's a. Pe- I think, I think Warner Bros. Absolute... either doesn't care or doesn't understand when they're being lampooned by their own productions. No, I think yeah. I think it's that they know social media is very anti-corporate, and if they put those messages in that movie, it's just going to go over well. well. I mean, well, they're, well, they're smarter well, than us, then. <laughs> they are smart. <laughs> <laughs> I think they knew exactly what they were doing with that. Yeah, I don't think you'd ever see I mean, that like that in a Disney movie. No, you would never would. Yeah, yeah. they're too sensitive, Disney. Warner Warner Bros. got. Got chutzpah. Yeah. yeah. So I like, and that's that's right. I like I said. I think I thought it was interesting. I think it. I think it's fun, but also like I don't think it's as deep as people think it is. <laughs> I think you're as deep as people think it is. I mean, I'm probably not roasted. Roasted. I will. I will roast you. We have you. We have your. You have your uh, face to roast. So. <laughs> Jesus! Oh, the freeze frame. Yeah. I thought you just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> set your face on fire, Marty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear your face as a mask. But uh, all right, I think it's time to wrap this up. Okay, we're done. Bye, everybody. No, uh, you. Uh, what do we got going on today? Oh, later today. Uh, oh, we don't have anything later today. You do have something right? later today. Yes. Is that today? Yeah. J- you and J-Mate are streaming Inscription from 3 to 5 p.m. CT because there will be no That's post-ZP right. today because Yossi's out with his new baby. Uh, and so that will be the prelude to the premiere of Design Delve on Friday because we brought, we are bringing the Inscription devs in for an interview, a live interview uh, for an hour on Friday for that. So you get two yes. streams about Inscription this week. Yeah. So yeah, tune in the normal time today, 3 p.m. Uh, Central. JMate and I will be playing uh, Inscription. We'll be doing a little test round stream. Uh, yeah, and then Friday uh, at noon Central will be when we have Daniel Mullins and, and we'll be talking about Inscription. So yeah, and then uh, yeah, tomorrow we are going to have Casey and I will be back with uh, Dead Space 2 at uh, 3 p.m. Central. We'll be on, this is part two. I, we, we made a lot of really good progress. But then GDQ, uh, someone finished it in like an hour and five minutes. And I'm like, well... We didn't finish it that quickly. Why even bother? <laughs> uh, Nick, are you guys doing uh, 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 today? We play tomorrow. <laughs> we will see how I am feeling by okay. tomorrow. Um, but the tomorrow play. we play TBD. And actually, uh, I kind of told Jack that we weren't going to do it tomorrow because I figured I thought you guys were streaming tomorrow, so it might just be you know Jack might have already made other plans. So gotcha. oh well, and then possibly Nick and Amy back on Friday with uh, after our our inscription stream with more uh, Gears of War two. And then uh, in theory, Saturday game night is going to be the Anacrusis, which is the new uh, Left 4 Dead-like uh, sci-fi game by uh, some of the folks who made the original Left 4 Dead. Yep. Yeah. And check yeah. out the then, new ZP today if you're a member and uh, mm-hmm. for the new one for the public. And Extra Punctuation will be out tomorrow as well. And that's a fun yep. one again. Yeah. Good stuff. And then, <coughs> yeah, check out uh, all the columns on the site, uh, all the written stuff. We have a bunch of previews, 2022 games. Uh, Casey wrote a great piece over the weekend on uh, which – could have brought up during this conversation about how we should let our favorite franchises uh, die. Uh, uh, <laughs> feels feels like that kind of uh, tunes in there. And then, uh, yeah, Casey will be turning that into a video as well. So pretty cool. Yeah. Look out for that. Yeah. Um, also, the Adventures 9 finale is this Saturday, right? Yes. Two-part finale on this Saturday. Yeah. And I, we're, I, I'm not planning to do a live premiere with it because it doesn't work. It, it hurts the algorithm. Uh, so it'll just be released as normal, most likely. 
The yeah, LG, we never got said it. about a live premiere. Yep, you can come discuss it in the Discord. <laughs> I definitely said that want. yesterday. I know you did. <laughs> we can all collectively on Discord, happening. on Discord, we can all say we're going to hit play at the same time, and then we can talk on Discord. There yes. You go. Yeah, join Marty for that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got that COVID Nick was talking about. Oh, no. Uh, Chance for the uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, for mm-hmm. Nick and Casey, my name is Marty. This has been uh, the oh, I almost said adventurous night breakout <laughs> episode 24. Uh, thank Snopes. you all so much. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all uh, later today. Come at 3 p.m. to check out uh, J-Mate and I playing Inscription. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Peace. Peace.